Welcome to Recalibrate, a podcast designed to examine our place in society, how we perceive ourselves, and how to stay grounded in an ever-changing world. I'm Scott de Baudelaire. This episode of Recalibrate is all about taking that leap of faith, both in yourself and your vision, and setting up your own business. Steph Turton is a digital entrepreneur and owner of Handbag Colic. She cares for and resells designer handbags online through her website. She's from the town of Mansfield in the middle of Nottinghamshire in England, and she has been a very good friend of mine since 2015. Now, for as long as I've known Steph, she has always wanted to say goodbye to that typical nine to five office job lifestyle and follow her own path. But she never acted impulsively in that desire. Instead, she researched and strategized exactly what she wanted to do, how to do it and how to prepare for taking that step into the wilderness of setting up your own business. She is a tenacious and deeply creative individual, and she is loving her journey so far as an entrepreneur. Of course, becoming an entrepreneur is no easy journey. There may well be challenges on the way, and sometimes the thought alone of facing those challenges is what turns many people off from the idea of trying out a business idea. But Steph has gone through many of those, becoming an inspiration to others in the process. A little while ago, I had the chance to catch up with Steph, and I first wanted to ask her if she always knew she wanted to go it alone. I think I've always known deep down that being entrepreneurial was something that I have wanted to do. Um, it, you know, stemming from when I was a lot younger, I always wanted to kind of travel. I remember my parents saying things like, why do you want that like nice car? Just You just need something that gets you from A to B. And I've always been one to challenge that and think, I don't just want to go A to B. Like, I just want to do something different. And the thought of a nine to five job, um, I remember before I actually got my first nine to five job, scared the life out of me. Um, but then I ended up getting a nine to five job because I needed to be able to feed myself and pay the bills. Um, and that kind of went on for 10 years. And I've had some incredible experience working with amazing people in fantastic businesses. And I don't, I definitely wouldn't be at the point I'm at now without those learnings. But I think deep down, I've always known And over the last, say, five years or so, I've kind of had like little side hustles, if you will, with like selling posters on Etsy and obviously the bags kind of buying them and then and then selling them on. So I've always been interested in that. It's just been a case of building it to a point where it could actually support me. I I think it's interesting that, you know, you mentioned that you know, that, that sort of experience you've had in the day jobs, you know, have been in some ways a, a journey in itself towards that entrepreneurial spirit. Because I think, you know, when we think of entrepreneurs or, you know, people who are setting up their own businesses, um, I think there's many people who almost ignore the fact that they have worked in normal nine to fives or other big companies or anything else. And it, there's almost a disconnect between the experience that one builds up in those jobs in order to get to that to that place so what led to the, the decision to you you know doing your little side hustles still having a main day job for nine to five for paying the bills as you say and what led to the, that moment where you were like okay I'm actually ready to to give this a go seriously 
Um, I think there's been a series of moments. So I guess to kind of touch on the nine to five situation, um, it, it was something that I dreaded, but then over time, I think with more modern businesses and working in digital marketing, I think you can be quite entrepreneurial in your nine to five job, um, you know, challenging the way things that have been done, um, looking at how you can move things forward in your own role and advance yourself. There's so many skills to learn there. So I think I've done quite a few of those things in my nine to five, like doing a little TED talk for the business at Speedo on security, just for the fun of it, just to see whether, you know, how it would go down. Um, then over the last few years, it's become more and more apparent to me that working a nine to five. So one of my main values is freedom. I know we've all got different driving values in our lives. You know, some people it might be security, but for me, I'd kind of had security for, you know, 10 years by the time that I did actually make this decision. And I was getting to the point where I wanted a bit of insecurity. I mean, 2020 happened. So I was just like, let's go for it. Let's just, let's just mess the whole year up. Um, and with that, I kind of just wanted more adventure and to be able to go away and work somewhere by a beach if I want to, without having to ask permission. Um, you know, the security of the paycheck was fantastic, but at the same time, I was ready for the challenge of, or I am ready for the challenge of, you know, when the money is not coming in, I've got to solve that problem. It is, it is fully on me. And that kind of, the, the steadiness of the paycheck slowly over the last few years has started to outweigh the benefits of trying something different, doing something new, meeting new people, going different places. Um, so yeah, I think over time that started to jar, especially the last few years in my last role. Um, I started to do some research into like stoic philosophy and just researching again around, it sounds really morbid, but death. I think hitting 30, um, I would look back and I can say, wow, for the last 10 years of my life, it's been a, like a job, which has been great in its own way. But then do I want the next 10 years to look the same? Because we never know when we are going to leave this earth. Um, and yeah, I was just like, do you know what? It's now or never. And maybe I'll need another nine to five job down the line. Like who knows? I'm, I'm open to that if that's what I have to do. But I think it's been those, those steps along the way of learning things about um, philosophy and what I want my life, what my values and vision is. And a nine to five job isn't in alignment with that. So that is kind of the journey. That's fascinating. I was not expecting you to, to bring in philosophy to this, but it, it's fascinating to hear that that sort of discovery in yourself, you know, led to the development of the decision. So. So let's talk about what you've decided to do. So Handbag Holic is one of your uh, babies at, at the moment. Um, mm. Tell us a little bit about that and how long it's been in development and when you decided to, to go for it as a main main source of income. Yeah, so Handbag Holic um, probably accidentally kind of started about, I think it's about three years ago now. Um, and it basically just stemmed from my love of designer bags. So after work, I would come home, sit there on my laptop or iPad and just it, it enabled me to completely switch off to the world, you know, especially if you've had like a full on day, you've got loads to think about. 
going in and like trying to find bargains and searching for the latest brands and bag styles you know it kind of just took my mind elsewhere into this fantasy world of Louis Vuitton and, and Chanel you know I didn't grow up with money like that um, so it was very much for me a fantasy and something that I wanted to achieve so over time I started to notice bags that you know been um, not loved very much um, needed cleaning up the pictures weren't great and I just started dabbling with, you know, a few hundred pounds, it's still a lot of money, and buying them and then cleaning them up, taking better pictures, putting them on eBay, selling them on. Um, then eventually um, I created um, a website, started listing them on there. Then it progressed because I was like, okay, well, I've got these bags and sometimes I have the same bag in a different size or the same bag, but in two different colors. And I would spend a lot of time on YouTube um, watching video reviews. So I figured why not give it a go? Um, started filming on my iPhone, still film on my iPhone to this day. And yeah, it's kind of snowballed and having the business for a few years has helped me to kind of trust in it. I think for me, you know, whilst I say I value freedom, I do value financial security quite highly as well, which is why I probably didn't leave sooner. But the deciding thing for me was when it was consistently bringing in enough to pay my bills. It did not replace my wage. It does not replace my wage currently, oh, my old wage. Um, but it, you know, it does cover all my bills and it did that consistently for over a year. So I was like, let's just go for it. Um, it took mentally quite a lot of time to get to that point to kind of say okay let's let's get rid of the the well-paying job and and go this alone you know it did take a lot of work from me and, and issues to kind of work through to get to that point but yeah we we're here now and um i am about four months into working on that well pretty much full time with a few contracts on the side um but yeah it's very exciting and i love indulging in that world <laughs> It's very clear from the way you're even talking about it as well that it has been a long running passion for a while. Like considering that in, in some ways that must have been some sort of motivation. But of course, it is, there's always the more boring side of trying to do your own business as well. The paperwork, things like, you know, tax setting yourself up officially. Mm -hmm. So were those ever seen as challenges or a way to discourage you from from getting there because I know you know even for me personally there have been times where I've maybe had an idea creatively and then I kind of think you know there's some other voice in my mind that will go oh god yeah but then you have to set yourself up as a sole trader or you have to register with you know a revenue or tax company or whatever else or authority so where does the where does the boring side of looking after those things come into play is it uh a total bore or does it is it just something you have to go no this has to be done so I'm just going to get through it I remember um it was late one evening I'd been at work all day and I was sat in front of my new accounting software and I was looking at this chart of accounts reconciliation and I was pretty much nearly in tears I was like what is reconciliation like what what is this you know all this world is new to me because I've only ever had a nine to five all your kind of tax and, and that is sorted for you. So there's definitely been those moments where the boring side of it can be really hard. Um, you just have to, if you're, I think, if you're more passionate about your vision and where you're going, then that is a necessity and you will work through it. 
And I definitely think if I look at everything that I've done with my business, I've learned a lot and accounts is one of those things. I do hope that one day I'll have an, an accountant that will do it for me. Um, but yeah, I've learned a lot about business and just money in general. So I think I've actually taken, it's, it's those times where you just stuck and you don't know what to do. But as you start to ask other people, um, you know, I've met with accountants and, and asked them, what does this mean? How do I do it? You know, self-assessment, have I done it correctly? You just kind of have to work through those problems and not let them stop you. Yeah, very well said. I think it's one of those things where, you know, you have the creativity, you have the passion for for the vision of what you want to do and how you want to do that, you know, and that just has to be a part of the process. And speaking of process, then, you know, because this was something that had been a side gig for a while, like how much of this was a planned business plan you know targeting a particular audience or knowing how you're going to do messaging how much was there in terms of writing down okay this is the target persona this is you know the the content calendar that I'm going to you know organize and, and produce and put out there like how much of that goes into setting yourself up definitely um so I have written a business plan I don't remember the last time I even looked at that um, the business has evolved quite rapidly in the last year. Uh, I think this is important as well. And I think if you're starting out, it's good to kind of have an idea of where you're going, but also understand that that will evolve and to not get too frustrated. So for me, um, there was a huge emphasis on buying the bags and selling them. That is how um, it makes the majority of its money. Oh the money in the business. But as I've started to read a lot more, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts on kind of lifestyle, money, traveling. And I started to realize that selling these bags um, required me to, you know, be able to talk to the customers straight away, um, to package the bags up, to be sourcing them all the time. You know, it's very time and labor intensive. And generally you have to be where the bags are to ship them out unless I recruited someone to do that for me, it wasn't jarring with my dream of achieving freedom and being able to travel. So I've pivoted the business quite rapidly in the last few months where I'm now focusing more on creating content with the bags and making you know, money from ad revenue um, and affiliate revenue, which is still growing. And it takes a lot of time and commitment but I know eventually that's going to pay off because it's it's then going to be in alignment with what I want my lifestyle to be. So I would definitely advise anyone out there that's, you know, wanting to kind of start their own business or start their own thing, just to have a bit of, put a bit of thought into what do they want their life to be like? Because the your business might not serve the lifestyle that you want to live. And I realized that quite quickly. And like I say, now I've pivoted um, and I'm really glad that I've done that. That's probably the perfect time for me to ask you because I wanted to bring it back from talking about the business and your planning and the strategy behind it, which of course is important when you're deciding to you know, go it alone. But let's go back to you. So how have you been since you've made this, this decision to go it alone and run with you know, th these digital enterprises that you're looking after, um, how has this impacted you personally? I wake up most days now and I am excited. Don't get me wrong, there are definitely uh, harder days, um, but overall um, I'm doing really well. I can't imagine going back to a nine to five. I feel so busy because there's just so much that you could constantly do and create. 
and I constantly have new ideas which is it's a blessing um, but it's also a bit of a curse as well so I'm never short of anything to do I'm very self-motivated um, so you know getting into a, a routine again is one of the hardest things that I've found I've gone from you know I would get up at half five in the morning go to the gym and then go to work and then come back and then work on my business so it was very full-on so to finally have some of that time back I also commuted about an hour and a half to two hours a day so again having that time back even if it's just to sleep rest a little bit more work on my business whatever that is um yeah I feel I feel a lot calmer and healthier overall um i am looking forward to the gyms being open again that would be nice but um yeah i did yeah i definitely agree with you in terms of the gyms because i guess you know for, for the sake of um explaining for anybody who's listening to this a few months back that uh yeah at the at the time both the uk and ireland are in their um third lockdown at this stage yeah, yeah so Fun times, fun times. But anyway, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's interesting as well, you know, talking about even the likes of of a commute, you know, and it's, it's something I actually I constantly hear my dad saying, you know, when he, when we're talking about traveling for work and that, and I guess he comes from a time like my dad was a, a carpenter. So, of course, for his work, he has to or and definitely when he was working, he had to travel, you know, to be on the job. So in some ways, this idea of working from home is very novel for for somebody like, like my dad and you know he, he'd talk about oh you're spending x amount of time um you know traveling every day to and from work that's and then he multiplies it by five if not seven you know for how, how many hours in a week so we have all that time back to ourselves especially at the moment considering the lockdowns but you know working from home how have you been able to rebalance that that schedule and that work-life balance now that you are at home so yeah that that's been one of the biggest challenges uh, the thing that's really helped me I mean I'm lucky enough to have an office uh, which is its own room in my house so I kind of have that separation I know everyone's not got that and um, but even if you kind of maybe put something up or just made it feel like make make the environment feel slightly different so that when you are like, right, that's done now, it's away, you can't see your desk anymore. Um, I think that's that's ideal. And then the next life-saving thing has been a planner. So I have Brendan Bouchard's um, planner and I basically plan out every single day and that helps to give me structure back. So setting my alarm still to get myself up. It doesn't work every day, but some days it does. Um, and then I'll put in there everything that I need to do because again, especially being an entrepreneur or having your own business or even if everyone knows it's even in a nine to five there's normally more work that needs to be done than what you're actually capable of so prioritizing that work is key and then I think if you're sitting down at a desk and you don't know what you're doing that day that can be really hard so I try and map out the week ahead at the very least with kind of my quarterly goals in mind. And obviously that sort of planning as well will be able to help you determine when do you power down? Because, you know, there's a lot of discussion at the moment of, of that right to disconnect, um, especially here anyway. There were talks of a bill being brought before the Irish Parliament um, about the right to disconnect from, from work, especially when there's so many more people working from home at the moment. So that balance between, you know, what you're doing in, in your life, whether it's just upstairs in another room or another space of, of, your, of where you're living, and then that balance of, of a personal life. How then, how has the personal life been affected by 
what you're doing now as an entrepreneur? So I guess previously, pre-pandemic, um, it was a lot of sacrifice, a lot of evenings, weekends, seeing family, not being able to go to events. I mean, I didn't completely cut off. I, you know, have still done things um, to the to the detriment of my business. And it's actually really it's really hard because a business, I almost see it like a baby. It is this little thing that if you don't nurture it will you know it's not going to survive so when you're out with friends and family you almost feel like you're neglecting you know I'm not doing that at this moment in time so I've struggled with that balance now we are mid-pandemic and still in lockdown I guess I've not had that guilt as much because we can't go and see anyone and it's been a time that I have chosen to embrace and make the most of because it's very easy to slip into um, a negative mindset. So I've seen this as a time to kind of heal and try and get ahead with where I want to go and get clear on that and you know spend that time doing that. So it, yeah, it is hard. I think it's going to continue to be hard, especially post pandemic. Um, I guess a lot of it comes down to finances. Once you've kind of got a business that makes enough there's always you want to grow it and make more, um, which is always a challenge. But I feel like I'm hoping to get to that point soon where I'm pretty happy with how much it makes. And then I can start to gain more of a, a balance back in my life and hopefully we'll be able to. Well said. So let's finish up. In order for somebody to, whether they are considering going it alone and, and if they have a business idea and they want to you know, become an entrepreneur, or even if they're at that pre-planning stage or they have an idea, but they're not really sure how to go about it. What would be your, your one main piece of advice for how to start that? Having a life strategy plan, uh, some kind of big vision in mind. Um, one of the key moments on my journey that I've not mentioned is that I was driving to work and I was like, okay, me driving to work today, I'm going to get paid at the end of the month. And it's very self-serving what I'm doing. I'm serving myself. I'm not, you know, other than helping a business to grow their revenue. um, I wasn't doing anything to kind of enhance the world in any way or enhance myself and what I'm learning about. And I think as soon as you make your work about more than just yourself, you know, how are you going to serve other people, you know, by keeping your day job or not executing this idea that you've got, whether that's in your part time or whatever it is, who are you not going to be helping as a result of that? And when you take it away from yourself, um, it just becomes so much more and it enables you to really push through those blocks and those obstacles that we naturally face as we, you know, take on these tasks that, you know, I've never done this before. Um, and there's been moments where you just kind of want to stop, but then you realize that it's it's about more than that. So, yeah, that would be my advice. Work out what your why is. Why do you want to do it? Who are you going to help as a result of what you want to do? And, you know, constantly ask for help as well. Like I reach out to my network of people and ask them questions if I'm stuck. And it just I don't know, it makes you feel a lot less alone as well. So, yeah, I just think work out where you want to go. How does your kind of vision fit into that? So like I've said, I've realigned my business with the lifestyle that I would like to leave, but spending a bit of time thinking about it because I was like, I've got a great strategy at my day job. Okay. I know what I'm doing for the next five years. I know roughly where I'm going, how we're going to make the revenue. You know, none of it's going to go to plan, but hopefully it stays kind of on track. 
and apply that thinking to your own life because that's what I didn't do I was like wait a minute I've got a five-year plan for my day job I haven't got a clue what I want to be doing next year and just kind of going day to day without ever thinking about that or acknowledging it you just get so stuck in in the day-to-day that you, you 10 years has gone by and you aren't where you thought you would be so I think it just taking that time, whether it's a day at a coffee shop, go to a beach, whatever it is, write down some things that make you happy and that you really value and then start to slowly spend more time working out how you're going to get there. Even if it's starting to read a book about a certain topic or listen to a new podcast or whatever that looks like, just slowly take like baby steps because that's very much been my journey, like baby steps to get to this point. And it's taken me a few years, but I'm so, so glad that I made the decision that I've made. And I think that's obvious as well, you know, knowing you that there's a certain happiness and dare I say serenity or there's a centered feeling to, you know, even chatting with with you nowadays that I'm not sure I, I would have seen as much when we were working together a few years ago, that you, you seem much more centered in yourself as a result. And I think it is, it's a fair point to, to clarify that not every day is going to be absolutely wonderful, but you know, that on the whole, you do seem a lot happier, I have to say. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm moving towards my goal of freedom, of traveling more, and I just want to fill my life with as many experiences and you know um, connections with people as possible so yeah that is something I value highly and I feel like I'm on that trajectory so fingers crossed that's the way it keeps going and I'm definitely a lot happier. Uh, That's very clear to see. Step Turton thank you very much. Thank you Scott. And you can find out more about Steph's work at handbagholic.co.uk. My thanks go to Steph for taking the time to catch up with me for this episode. And thanks, as always, to you for listening. Let me know what you think, though. You can tweet me at scottdoublevere, or you can leave a voice message by visiting anchor.fm forward slash recalibrate. I'd love to hear from you. Until then, thanks again for listening to Recalibrate. Take care and speak to you soon.